Compatibles number five, Stefan Madge, director at the Public Group. Hello and Hi, happy Roxy. new year. Happy year to you too. Isn't Great this to be back. it is exciting? We're back into it. We are. Um, a brand new year, 2020. It's been exciting. Do you feel the energy it of is, 2020? It is. I do. I think it's going to be a great year. Uh, you know, I mean, January is almost gone already. Which is oh, amazing. But we're getting things done. Well, know? look, I think the first three months of the year just seem to disappear. And Absolutely. Then yeah. we get down to business. Now, so um, what are we going to talk about today? So I thought this, you know, it's New Year, um, people are going through changes in their life. One of the big changes that we often come across is people moving into um, more assisted living. So whether it's people considering it for themselves, it's people considering it for their parents, um, you know, this is a, a big change in people's lives. Uh, we're seeing it more and more, particularly in Geelong. Uh, there are a lot of what we call lifestyle villages, yeah, retirement yeah, villages, yeah. aged care facilities opening yeah. up across Geelong, which is fantastic, yeah. a resource that we need. But it's also a really confusing space. Um, and it's something that we advise on quite often. So I thought, let's have a chat about that today because I'm sure it'll be really interesting for a lot of our listeners. Absolutely. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but I'm probably, you know, in the next 10, 20 years, this is sort of stuff that I need to be really thinking about for myself. But um, I guess that the, the, what confuses me is they've all got all these different names, like yes. lifestyle community, retirement village, aged care facility. Like, what are they all? Yes. So the, the, there are those are the three key types. Okay. Um, there is a and there, the, the real difference is that they're looked after under different pieces of legislation, um, oh. which allow them to do what they do, charge what they charge, um, and it also uh, depends on the services that they actually provide to the residents who are living there. So if, if we start from really the youngest entrance into the, the um, facilities a lifestyle village is kind of that first the entry level um, that's usually 55 and overs um, and what it is it's a so it is what it is it, it calls it it's a village where you live in your own independent units or homes um, within a kind of gated community uh, there are common facilities which everybody uses um, there's not a whole lot of healthcare provided as part of that and that is looked after under its own sort of legislation um, and you buy in, um, you live there, you can then on sell the unit when you're ready to move on to the next but level. But you, you kind of, um, it, like there's some stuff around that, you don't actually own it, own it, do you? That's right. Yeah. So with the, the, there's the most variation at that first level. So some of those villages you do own the dwelling. Okay. okay. You might not own the land underneath it, so it's different to buying the property. Right. Often you're paying house land prices just for a dwelling rather yeah. than both, so it is, it is quite costly. Um, some of them you just own a lease and a license to use a property. Right. And again, but you are paying, uh, you know, full freight yeah. like you would for a house land. 
And I suppose there's the, at that stage, and I know my mum went into a, like a village, and at that point um, it was great because it provided her with the, the security of just having, you know, people around her, provided yeah. her with a community. She moved um, to Geelong from Colac, so it gave her almost an instant community. So there were a lot of good reasons why you might do that. Uh, absolutely. Uh, other things we see people moving into because you can have, you know, the grounds um, of your unit maintained for you year-round. Oh, yeah. They generally tend to be smaller, low-maintenance units, but you can still have two or three bedrooms and have yeah. people stay over and all the rest of it. But if you've got wanting to travel for three months of the year... Sure, and um, a lot of people do grey yep. nomads right. now. Hit the road, you know it's looked after, yeah. um, and it's not an issue. And you're living in a community with like-minded people. Yeah. So, um, again, it's that's very important um, from that age group on, that, that mm. feeling of community. Um, I know there might be some issues, and I know as there was with mum, around pets. Yes. Um, there were the, the situation was that if you had a pet, you could take the pet with you, but if you didn't, you couldn't then get a pet. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and each of the communities have their own be rules. Um, but, yeah, these are the things, um, it's just one of many things where you end up with, you know, 100, 200 pages worth of contracts yeah, and wow. village buy rules and all these sort of things. And it can be quite overwhelming. Gosh, um, yeah. So it's just about all of these things it's about going into the, the arrangements with eyes open, yeah. knowing what you can expect before you make a commitment. Yeah, okay. That, that's where we, we can really help. All right. So what then is the next step? So the next step is the uh, a retirement village. Right. So again, quite similar to the lifestyle village, but um, looked after by um, different legislation. Okay. What it tends to be are, again, independent sort of living units or villas or apartments, whatever they might be called. Um, but there are, and, and again, communal facilities. Um, there are people on site, but there are additional services and there are more healthcare services which you can opt into. So if you're still living very independently, you don't need to. But you can opt in, it's an extra expense, but you can have that extra safety healthcare provision provided on site rather than having to go off to doctors, sure. physios, all those sort of things. And that is um, probably a really good transition um, for people who may have some low-level health issues, mm -hmm. but chances are they're going to become more in need as time goes on. Absolutely. And the core thing for most retirement villages are, a, as you mentioned, a, you have a lease yeah. unit. So you pay um, in Geelong. The sort of costs seem to be ranging anywhere from 300000 probably right up to $600,000, which you pay as an in-going contribution, they call it. Um, but essentially that gives you the right to be in the unit for as long as you can keep living in the unit. Um, then there's a, so that's a that's an upfront payment. Um, then there is a, what they usually call a service fee, which is like a weekly kind of fee. That covers a lot of, you know, utilities, um, rates, uh, you know, common facility maintenance, maintenance of your own unit, all of those things. But that is an additional payment, obviously, yeah, that you make yeah. each week or each month. Um, and then those extra services, um, which we talked about before, the kind of healthcare services that you opt into, they then get added on as an extra cost. Right. As well. And if when you leave there, you do get something back. You do. It's often <coughs> not what you 
put in oh, at the start. No. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, again, a lot of this is that we tell people this is a lifestyle choice. It's mm. often not an investment decision because, right. because you're not going to make money from this. So it's not like buying real estate where you hope there'll be some yeah. nice capital growth, you know, you'll be able to sell it in a few years and all good. Yeah. Um, this is something where, so the, again, it is, there is some legislation around it but it's not particularly tight. Um, and every village has its own sort of mm -hmm. set of rules. But the general way that it works mm. is what you pay at the start, um, they start with that figure at the end, and then they take off a percentage for each year that you've been at living in the unit. Um, so often <coughs> that's capped at about 20 or 30%, but it's 20 or 30% of what you yeah. paid at the outset, so yeah. significant. Um, plus, some villages will also um, deduct from that payment that you get back uh, costs to kind of reinstate, refurbish re yes, um, yes. the unit. So you don't yeah. get any benefit of that. That's for yeah. the next person who moves into the, the, the unit. Um, and, and there are also some other charges. Sometimes they charge a fee to on-sell it to the next person, and that's usually a, a percentage as well. Um, and often, you don't get the value of any capital. So if right. you pay five hundred thousand when you go in, and then ten years later you're, you're leaving the unit, and they are able to one sell it for seven hundred thousand, you still start with the five hundred thousand, yeah, sure. and then take sure. out all those deductions. I know that when we looked at that with Mum, um, one of the things that was important to us because you know we're a big family, but we're spread pretty far mm -hmm. and wide. We all work full time. Um, was the security for her in almost so if anything went wrong, there was, you know, they they were there yes. um, on site, you know. And so there was a certainly a, a level of security that we felt yes. going into yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. So that they tend to have, um, you know, round-the-clock security there. Yeah. They have emergency systems in all of the units. Mm -hmm. um, they've got somebody on call 24-7. Yeah. Um, often the village page building insurance for the whole, you know, land yeah. and buildings that are there. Um people going in just pay contents insurance for their own um, yeah. their own contents in their unit. But you're right, there's there is and that's part of that lifestyle decision is that yes, you're not gonna get in you're not gonna get back what you put in. Yeah. But it's a decision where you say, Well I don't want the hassle of owning my own property, yeah. maintaining a big property, maybe big gardens. Um, I don't want that to be the responsibility of my children. They've, like you've said, yeah. often got busy lives of their own um, or they're spread across the country or overseas, as many families are now, and, and so they're not able to be there day to day. So it can be, um, you know, whilst everyone's heard horror stories in the news, you know, about these things, they tend to be, that they're not, that doesn't happen every day you know, yeah they, they tend to they're be unusual yes unusual yeah. circumstances but, but and again it's, yeah. it's not for everybody some yeah. people all and often we don't have a lot of negotiating power in terms of mm. the, the terms of the contracts so often our advice is based around understanding so understanding you know, what you're getting into yeah. and is this really what you want do they have cocktail hour on a Friday? Yes. Um, is the first drink free? Yes. Like things yes. like that. Really important. And those <laughs> well, really important <laughs> things. That, and like, to be honest, if I was looking at that option, yeah. um, I, those would be things that would be important yeah. for yeah. me. And that's why the contracts are 100, 200 pages long. Yeah, wow. They, they include all of that detail. Yeah. Um, so it, it is really, but that's, you know, 
sitting down and reading through 100 or 200 pages is a horrible thought for most Gosh. people um, and very intimidating and they are legal documents. Yeah. Um, so again, it's just about providing, you know, breaking that down into yeah. what's most important and to know. You've seen these before, yes. so it's like you know what you're looking at, whereas, say, for me, I wouldn't necessarily know. Uh, absolutely, and we'll, we'll talk to the clients and say, you know, find out what's important to them. Yeah. So is happy hour important? Are pets important? Yeah. You know, uh, often there are adult kids um, assisting with the process. So what are their questions? What yeah. do they need to know long term? And, and things like, um, you know, if they're two or three bedroom, can people stay with you? Can yes. people live with you? Yeah. Like what are the what are the rules, rules. and regs yeah. all around yeah. that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And, and so, you know, again, generally you can have visitors and you can have people stay over. Often they have limitations on time. Times, so maybe yeah. for up to two weeks or yeah. one week at a time. You can't sublet your unit to anybody, um, so you can't allow somebody else to live in there for six months while you travel off you know, yeah. um, across the outback. But um, you can still have it maintained while you're gone, which is fine. Uh, so, yeah, these are all things that it, they are, it is a weird decision for people to, to, to commit to. So for us, it's just about having people go and advise up yeah, um, absolutely. Now the nursing home, that's the or aged care facility, that's kind of the next level. And from my knowledge, and again, my mum um, went through this. Um, there's almost two stages of that as well. There's kind of the one where they have their own room, and they're relatively yes, independent, yes. and then there's the one where it's the high level care. That's right. So but this is when you do need. Daily assistance. That's right. So yeah, it's it's when you're at that level where you can't live independently anymore, and um, often retirement villages have a, a cutoff point where they say, "Well, we're able to provide care up until this level," yeah. and then if it gets beyond that, then you have to think about moving into yeah. um, aged care, um, yeah. which is what they used to call nursing homes. Yeah, I think yeah. aged care is a nicer name. Well, it's you know, nicer, nicer, isn't nicer it? For it? Yeah, much um, nicer. But yeah, and, and so again, that is looked after under a totally different um, mm. legislative umbrella. They're very, very closely regulated, um, and the level of care that's provided is regulated. Also, how they work out what and you know an ingoing payment is um, yeah. is often based on more of an assets and income test yes, versus a kind yeah. of market value yeah. of what you know where you're going into. And I do know, and this isn't about trying to rip anyone off or anything like that, but I do know that it's often important before that you make that decision to really decide the impact that your income and your assets are mm -hmm. going to have and that that can be a really good time, and as my mum did, really good time to actually give each of us in the family um, a bit of a... Um, little bit of a gift, gift yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because it sort of it meant that it was um, better financially uh, for her. Yes, um, yeah. You know, to, and, and as she said, she loved loved being able to do that because she said it's um, it was like she could see us enjoy the money. Absolutely. I can't even remember what I spent it on now. <laughs> but <laughs> you're spot on. This is, this is becoming more and more common in estate planning um, for people from when they're 50, 55 years old about where they should have their assets, when they should make gifts, um, you know, how they can structure things to make sure. I mean, you know, often at the time when people are going into aged care, it can be more of that, you know, there's less time to plan and you've just got to sure, dive in. Yeah. But there are a lot of people, it is becoming um, something that people are planning for. 
which is fantastic. Well, you know, you know, we don't we don't necessarily want to. None of us want to think about that. But if we the more knowledge we have, yeah. Steph, the better better toolkit we've got for the decisions we've got to make. That's right. I mean, and, and that's at every stage of our life, right. but particularly towards, you know, this latter part of our life where, you know, these, these are decisions that um, are going to um, stay with us for the next 10, 20, 30 years or, you know, uh, God willing, more. Yes. Um, so we've really got to know what we're doing. That's right. Uh, and that's it, it is, it's, it, it's just about understanding and knowing. Um, something you said just reminded me too. Often, so often people are moving from a retirement village into aged care. Yeah. So they, they stay in a retirement village as long as possible. And then there's a tipping point where they essentially yeah. have to move. Yeah. Um, now, often with retirement villages, they, in their contracts, they have rules about when they will pay you the money, your, your oh. return, your going yeah, contribution. Okay. Yes. And often that is upon them being able to sell it to somebody else. Yeah. Um, or within, if they can't sell it to somebody else, within and the periods really range, but it's from about six months after you move out to up to five years after you wow. move out, they won't pay it back to you. So, so they'll wait until that time. So if there's a market, particularly when there's a market flooded with new yeah. units, the second-hand units aren't as, as attractive. Yeah. This is a real concern for a lot of people. Thankfully, there is some uh, a piece of legislation in place which where a person has to move from a retirement village to aged care, um, the village essentially have to, if they haven't sold it within a much shorter period, I think it's about three months, they have to pay, the, pay a portion of what they're going to owe you towards the aged care bond. Ah, um, just gotcha. to make sure that yep. you're not getting charged unnecessary interest in the meantime. Yes. Yep. So again, that um, for people that's often very reassuring. And that kind of rings a bell too. I think that might have been what happened with mums. Yes, yeah. yeah. And so that that's the other thing for people to be aware of is that if they are leaving a village and they're leaving a retirement village just because you know, they don't like it or they want to relocate yep. as opposed to moving to aged care, they need to be aware that there's a potential that it will oh. take some time for that money to come back to them. Yeah. But again, it's about that is something that people, once they're aware of, they can plan for. And, and that's sure. what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it sort of strikes me that really when you're making a decision around lifestyle communities, retirement villages, less so with aged care because mm -hmm. I think that sometimes that decision sadly is kind of yeah. out of your control. But when you're making decisions about the other two, you really need, it really needs to be the right decision for you. Yes, that's right. Um, if it's not, you could almost find yourself a little bit stuck. Yes, that's right. So, you know, like for us, I know that with mum's circumstance, she had just been diagnosed with Parkinson's. So we knew that there was going to be progression right. yes. in her. So we knew that her having a little house that was monitored, like that she was cared, like the people in the community, she got to meet new people because she didn't have friends in Geelong. We knew that there, there was all of that and the security yes. for us, but also security for her whilst she still had independence. Absolutely. Because initially she still drove. You yes. know? And yeah. so, um, you know, that was really awesome. But we kind of knew that that's, that progression was, that progression was, was yeah. going to happen. Yeah. And given that, it, it sort of meant that it was a really, in a way, an easy decision for yes. us. Yes, yes. Uh, but like you're saying, often it is, it, 
by that time, it almost becomes a whole family decision. So, yeah. so we often are working with both, you know, the, the people themselves who are, who are considering yeah. moving into whatever level of care it might be, along with often adult children, you know, who are assisting with the process. Um, and we're not just looking at the contracts. Um, like we said, estate planning can sort of come in to help long-term sort of plan for how these things, um, you know, how your circumstances will affect um, what you have to pay down the track. But often there's a, a financial planning aspect as well. Yeah, sure. And that is, you know, if you're moving into a retirement village, well, how are you going to fund it? Yeah. What's the best way to fund it? Yeah. Um, and even with aged care, there's often you can choose between paying the whole amount up front yeah. whether you'll pay a portion up front, a portion as a weekly fee, Right. Or entirely kind of a weekly, um, you know, weekly And that might of, come down to things like what your superannuation is like, um, what your investments are like. Absolutely. Gee, it's, it's, it is so complicated. And you know what's really hard about this and it being so complicated, Steph, is that often this is the time when you, you know, you're at least in the mindset to be dealing with something so yes. complicated. Yes, yes. So I guess from um, like let's put it from the Canny Group's perspective, you guys have got the legal side of it covered, and That's so right. can deal with the contract. Also from the accounting side, and what that might mean from a financial perspective, yes. but also you mentioned like the financial but, planning yes, side of it, yep, that it might be um, important how your um, how your super is set up, how your investments are done, mm -hmm. so that. It, you, it's the best circumstance for you to get the best deal for where you're going. Absolutely. And, you know, there's also, you know, pensions, um, income, all of those things are factored in. Yeah. And they're, they're very yeah. important because yeah, you yeah. want to get it. What you want to do is move in comfortably. You know, you don't want to be stretched. You don't want to be paying no. loans. You know, so that is a big part of the plan. Um, and, and what people, I mean, a lot of these facilities have great staff, great managers, great salespeople, mm. but at the end of the day, they are salespeople. And yeah. You're looking to make well, a sale, it's a business. It's enough. a business, it's, it's, absolutely. It is a business and it, and yep. it needs to exist. Yeah, people think sure. there's a need for it. But what um, I think people really appreciate is that when they're coming in to get the advice, they've got somebody in their corner who's only looking at their circumstances yeah. and what's in their best interest. And I, that is the relief that we see when people say, oh. okay, I, I know what this is. I still, yeah. you know, either no, it's not for me, or yes, I love the place. I've got friends there already. Yeah. You know, I know it's going to be a great lifestyle decision. Um, my kids are really comfortable with it. They've come and seen it yeah. with me. They know we've had the advice. They know what to expect if they're having to help me out move in five yeah. years or ten years. Um, let's go ahead. And look, and I know if it is like my mum loved her little place, the retirement yeah. village. Um, she wasn't as happy moving into the nursing home, but yes. that's understandable. But she grew to really love that place as well. So, yeah. you know, I think it it's if but if you can go in with the, that kind of security of knowing exactly what the deal is, yeah. that's awesome. Okay, so here I am. I'm like I know that I need to be thinking about it, or I'm deciding I need to think about it. My yeah. family have spoken to me and said, look. You know, we think this is the time. I ring up the Canny Group and I say, all right, I want to do this. 
can I just make an appointment and you guys will organise the accounting, the legal, the financial plan? Absolutely. Like, like I just have to make one appointment, you'll take care Absolutely. of it. Yes. Oh, yeah, awesome. Right. And, and, you know, people come at different times, so you yeah. might have already um, gone and spoken to a couple of villages. Sure, you might, yeah, yeah. You know, or you might be at, um, you know, at the level where you're not ready to move yet, but you want to start planning for it yes, um, because yeah. you know that that's in your future. Yeah. Um, or you know, or you're you're a you're a child thinking about your parent, and you want to start to to, to do some so just research. The, plan, the research and the planning. That's actually a really um, good idea. Yes, absolutely. You know, that's what, a really good idea. That would that's a great place to start. So really, yeah. wherever you are, it, from our perspective, um, we can just provide the advice um, and the reassurance that our advice is based on that person's circumstances yes. um, and understanding what it is that they want. Um, yeah. And again, it is about lifestyle. It's about, you know, if you have six adult kids and they all live on the same street and they can look after your time oh, or you get absolutely. care Absolutely. Or, but you know, you can move yeah. in or, um, you know, you've got somebody who's um, not working and, and has the time to yeah. do all the things that yeah. you need to that, do, that, take your shopping and do all fine, of that. but it's not think a reality great. for a lot of people. Well, and um, I think less and less as yeah, we move yeah. forward because we're mostly everyone's working. And you know? families are spread out. Yeah, um, yeah. This is, you know, I think one of the biggest changes, you know, in families that, that we certainly see from you know, generations and generations. They're just spreading out. Yeah. People are living, you live in a global economy. Yeah. People are li living overseas. They're living interstate. They're not staying in the same town, you know, for their entire lives yeah. um, like they used to. Yeah. So so it, it has a big impact, like, on, you know, the people considering that, you know, upgrading to that level of care, but also on the, the family. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. there is some great value there. And like I said, we, we see... You know the weight sort of falling on oh, people's I can, shoulders. I can absolutely they, understand know. it because I know that we were kind of like just we just didn't know what was what it yeah. was all about. Um, my beautiful sister-in-law Helen, a big shout out to Helen, <laughs> beautiful sister-in-law. She wasn't working uh, very much at the time; she was just working part time, and she took it on to do all of the stuff for Mum. So yes. we because the rest of us were all working full time. So we were fortunate for that. But if we hadn't had a Helen, and if you don't have a Helen, and even Helen needed to go to someone, so she had to, yes. you yeah. know. So you've got to actually go and find somebody yes. and you guys can do it. Yeah. It makes it actually makes me feel really relieved. You know, and I don't think this is something I'll be discussing, but you don't know. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know what the future's going to hold. And so... It, but it's just good to know that you guys are here and it's just a phone call and at Absolutely. whatever stage you're at, even if you just want some info or you write in the right, here's the, here's the here's contract, the contract. what know, do I do? I'm ready to sign, yeah. but, yeah. You, know, let, you know, I just want wow. to make sure it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you do yeah. just take the stress out of it. I feel more relieved. Huh? <laughs> <That's true. laughs> um, that, and it is just, it is about being prepared and it's yeah. about going in with eyes open. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's all. That is, like I said, it's a great relief for a lot yeah, of people. Awesome. Um, yeah, and a great trust. Stefan Manch, Director here at the Canny Group and Head of Canny Legal, um, thank you so much for sort of explaining that. I know a lot of people listening to this, either people who might be in the situation themselves or with family members who may soon be. 
are going to find this this particular segment super fascinating. Uh, and, and obviously, like, if you want to know anything more, just get in touch. Uh, and, and thank you, Roxy, for bringing your personal experience in with us because that is a, that's a real example. Absolutely. And it's a pretty common example. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. We, we, uh, I love our chats. Can't well, wait till the next one. Okay, Kenny Chatables will be back again soon um, for episode number six. Um, and just have a great 2020. I'm so yes, excited. Yeah, Thanks, Roxy.